round ball with Edo, Seva and Andy Burnell. Birch, welcome, my man. Hello, mate. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, good, mate. Seva sends his apologies today. Um, he's, he's since lockdown. He's taken the family away for a weekend, so it's just you and I today. But, mate, you've had a big week this week. It's been um, the end of the week of Andy Burnell, the technical director now of Monaro Panthers. Panthers. Yep. And are you wearing a, uh, a new Lexus hat? Are you? Talk me through I, that. I am, mate. Uh, um, the guys down here at uh, Lexus in, in Canberra have always uh, been very supportive of of projects and, and, and things um, to do with, with where I want to go in, in football and, and, and in broadcasting and um, always very, very supportive. And we're, um, we're working on a, a new, a new deal, a new partnership. And I'm very um, blessed to have them on board. Lexus is a, a fantastic, uh, fantastic brand, fantastic company. And, um, you know, um, you'll soon see me driving around in, in one of their um, beautiful vehicles, mate. How good. And uh, yeah. talk us quickly through the technical director role and then what you see the role as and, and how it's going to, how you're going to put your Andy Burnell stamp on the Monaro Panthers. Look, I think, um, you know, I, I took the role because I, I wanted to, if I was going to join a club outside of the A-League, I wanted to join a, a club with history, a club from this region that has, uh, previously represented, a, you know, at national soccer league level, that has had in the ranks, you know, socceroos like Sebastian Giampaolo, Walter Valeri, um, the great Roberto Vieri at one stage was was player coach, Christian's father, and uh, you know, I, I just think, you know, and and before I, I forget, you know, and how could I, um, the great Harry Williams, you know, the first Indigenous, um, you know, socceroo, it's it's a fantastic club. And, uh, you know, I, I want to uh, bring uh, a new bar, a new level to it where um, for many years, you know, this region, you know, the ACT NPL has been considered inferior yep. to, to New South Wales, to Victoria, to, to Queensland, to Western Australia, to South Australia, to all of them. Yep. And, um, you know, I believe there is more strength in depth in, in the other states, but I believe we can... Uh, you know, put together a good side that can challenge any top MPL side in Australia. And, um, you know, I joined forces again with Frank Kasher, who uh, was the head coach at Canberra Olympic. Yeah. When, uh, when I also joined him for a similar role and we, we won everything that was to win down here and made the semi-final of the FFA cup uh, okay. against Sydney FC. So that's, um, you know, really uh, it's to join them, uh, to, uh, set higher standards um, to uh, oversee the messages uh, that all the coaches are delivering to the young kids um, to the, you know, for their development, whether it's the boys or the girls game. And, um, you know, if I can improve the whole club uh, in a way that people can go on and become Socceroos, Matildas, um, you know, from a base here in, in in, in a little town called Queen Bean outside of Canberra, then that's what I'm going to do. You know, uh, but I want I want everyone that plays for that side to understand that it has a history. Yeah. And when you run out, you know, at the Marco Polo Oval, you, you need to understand that it was built and formed in 1967 by Italian immigrants that came to Australia. Um, we're very proud of where they came from and, and, and 
embraced this nation and created a wonderful, a wonderful club, you know, and uh, whether it's the young kids at the club or, or whether it's the first team, um, you run out onto that pitch and you're representing, uh, you know, something grander than just yourself, yeah. you know, and, and anything after that, you know, is, is icing on the cake for all of us. You know, if, if, if that role leads me to, uh, you know, a sporting director role or coaching or some kind of coaching role or capacity within an A-League setup, then, you know, that's something that I would embrace yeah. uh, and, and something that is part of a process that I'm going through now. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honoured to, to join, you know, a very historical club. And, mate, you, as, as we've spoken about on the podcast and we've interviewed you on our uh, Head Owen Service show too, you, you do bring a wealth of experience and knowledge from where you've played. And that's what I'm going to tap into today, Birch. And before I tap into that, today's show is brought to you by MG Active. Visit mgactive.com.au to get your five-day free pass. And um, they've just started a six-week challenge. So if you want to get on the back of that, um, get on their website and have a look. Um, Mark Guy, Logan Guy, and Montana Guy will look after you. They're doing a great job. So we appreciate their support. So thanks, guys. Now, Birch, I want... You to take us over to Spain. Um, Matty Ryan had a wow of a game during the week. Um, Real Sociedad obviously win 2-0, go top of the league. Um, they've been joined at the top of the league by Real Madrid this week. But his performance was, to me, outstanding for a guy that hasn't played a lot of football as the starting goalkeeper and just comes in and pretty much saves the day. Look, I think... Um... When isn't Matty Ryan outstanding? You know, I, I I don't really, I don't really, you know, know of many games where you know he's he's not been of a, of a highly, you know, consistent level. You know, that that has allowed him to play where he's played. Yeah. You know, it's no mean feat playing in in, in La Liga. You know, for a team now that uh, is top of the league. Um, for a team that is built on, you know, uh, comes out of the Basque region of Spain, uh, along with Athletic uh, Bilbao, and, and who pride themselves, who have prided themselves over many, many, many years of, of developing their own talent from the region and, and putting that talent into their sides. Yeah. So for a foreigner to go there and as a goalkeeper, um, you know, hats off. You know, he, Matty just does what he does all the time. You know, he he's one of these keepers that, if he had gone to England at a young age or, or or been brought up in the UK, probably wouldn't have even got through the system. You know, he's more, um, if you look at two very wonderful Spanish goalkeepers of the past, um, Ike Casillas, yeah. and um, even before him, there was a guy called uh, Francisco Bullo. Um, he played for, um, he was out of Seville and, and he ended up at Real Madrid. And um, same kind of body type as Matty. You know, they're, they're not, uh, overly tall goalkeepers um, but you know when it comes to reflexes and shot stopping and, and 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 ability on the ball you know the distribution from the back um, you know excellent yeah. e excellent quality so I think um, for me um, Matty Ryan has, has, has found a home in Spain um, where um, you know he's going to be judged uh, on more than just height yeah. yeah, because there is there is more 
you know, these days that, that position in itself has changed a lot, many dynamics to it. And you talk many- about height. You, you've spoken about height before of goalkeepers. And I said, you, you, you mentioned Casillas then and, and how the UK obviously have this opinion of the height of a goalkeeper, but some of the saves recently and most recently in the Real Sociedad game, like he was still picking them out of the top corner, you know, and his reflexes were, were, were still there, you know? Oh, look, I think uh, the height is a misleading one. You know, if you, like Maddie, uh, have, uh, you know, a vertical jump that is amazing, uh, if you have uh, agility and reflexes, you know, of a cat, you know, a, a panther-like, tiger-like, um, you know, so, you know, the height one for me is, is a little bit, you know, it, it comes... Uh, and it comes comes back and it's passed you know through the english game over many years where um, where you know a lot of the football was you know put it in the mixer and you really needed kind of yeah. tall goalkeepers to be able to come out and 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 battle six foot one six foot two six foot three strikers um you know when there wasn't much protection about but the game's yeah. changed a lot now and um look as long as you're not a midget yeah you know, and um but maddie's around five ten five eleven um, you know, and the fact that he, uh, every other trait that he has is, is, is world-class, you know, like Casillas as was, yeah. um, then <clears throat> you can get away a little bit with, um, you know, with the height part, um, especially in, in, in a country like Spain where, um, look, when the ball is delivered into the box in Spain, it's delivered with accuracy and precision, but it's not, it, it, it's not as, uh, it's not as frequent as as the ball is delivered into boxes in the UK. Right, so yeah. I, I think uh, he's suited to a much better better league, you know, playing in Spain. Now I've you've played in Spain. You've managed one of the biggest names in world football, um, playing for Real Madrid, and that was David Beckham. Now, when you were with Beckham, the El Clasico was probably the biggest thing in football at the time. Yeah. I have and, and I could be wrong here, but it seems like the El Clasico that was just played, no one knew about it, Birch. It seemed like it's just dropped off with Messi and Ronaldo sort of leaving. It seems like it's just lost its aura. Is that a, a fair opinion in your mind or is it is that a little bit judgmental? Look, I think you know, around every part of the world besides Spain, I think it's a very fair call. You know, I I, I was relatively unaware of, of many things that were, you know, uh, uh, you know, being discussed around the El Clasico. And, um, you know, for the biggest game in the Spanish calendar, or one of, um, to, to almost go by... And not even you know a mention of it you know on yeah. a world media level on a world media stage almost as if it was non-existent yeah and, and is, that's is, where i'm coming from it is i'm not sure if it's worrying but but it certainly um puts into perspective and it, it makes you think about you know the impact that the media have uh, on global football um the press outlets and uh, you know what what they come out with, uh, hmm. you know, is that what becomes the new big? Yeah. Okay. Very, yeah. 
you know, it, it's um, there's the big change with with the movement of players. You know, you've you know, the classico when when Messi and Ronaldo and and Ramos and these guys were all playing um, for either Barcelona or Real Madrid. Um, you know, it was everybody on the planet knew that it was happening. You know, I'm I happen to know a bit about it because. Uh, you know, obviously I'm of Spanish background and, and, and I read the, the Spanish newspapers, the, the football newspapers, you know, especially Marca, um, some up to date with things. But I think you're right. I think even within Spain, it's lost a little bit of its sexiness. Yeah. And and I guess big names bring that word sexiness, right? Um, big names. And it's there is some still big names in the game. Right, but they did lose two of the biggest names in world football, right? And obviously, it's led to Coman sacking at Barcelona, um, and they need. And obviously, they had they were one one overnight, so <laughs> they're still not winning games, even though they've sacked their manager. Um, talk me through that. Do you think it's well? Com- well it's obviously the manager's going to go before the players, right? But is it was it the right decision? Oh, look. Um... Kuman was a fantastic player in his day. Yeah. Uh, he's a club he, legend too, yeah, right? He's a club legend. Yeah. Holland, Barcelona. Uh, you know, but it just shows you the ruthlessness of, of football at those really, really high levels that, you know, they'll dispense with a club legend, quick smart. Yeah. You know, one, two, three, four losses, and it doesn't matter who you are um, because, you know, you've got 100,000 season ticket holders that demand. Um, Especially success. those big clubs, they demand success, and they demand a, a type of football that is beautiful in a way. You know, they're not happy with you know playing defensive blocks and and, and winning you know on the counter attack. They want a beautiful po- football. You know, that's why they um, adored and fell in love with you know, with many great players that have come to the club. Mm. Um, but it just shows you um, what what Messi, what Ronaldo. Uh, what Maradona back in the day, um, what that ilk of player does on a football level for a club, it, it changes the whole dynamic of it. It actually changes a, a generation, mm. a generation within a lifetime. Uh, for example, they say, you know, many great sides, uh, you know, win World Cups, etc., European Cups, and it's it's kind of a generational thing where Holland were great for a while, West Germany prior to that, et cetera, et cetera, or after that, then Italy, you know, won many cups, world cups, um, and Spain had fantastic years. It kind of works in generations. And the players we're talking about, Maradona, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, the other Ronaldo, Nazario, um, Zidane, uh, uh, Messi, these these are iconic names iconic figures uh, once in a lifetime players and if you're lucky like Barcelona at the particular time that he joined them then he was able to almost uh, create you know a generation of success and that's it's kind of in a different way but NFL's teams try and do that so for example they get a you know the Kansas City Chiefs get him at homes yeah you know and they build a franchise on him yeah you know, that, you know, Tom Brady at the Patriots, you know, people build franchises, you know, you know stadiums, cities. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, in basketball as well, you yeah. know, and it's not just a one year transfer and, and 
these players are, are just so super that, you know, I've said it before. If if Messi had not joined Barcelona and, and joined Valencia, for example, you know, I think, I actually believe Barcelona would have won half the trophies they won. Yeah, and Valencia would have won the other half. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a good... I think it's a good talking point because it does show the star power and what those sort of players can bring to a club. Yeah. They also don't just bring in cash and whatever else. They also attract better players to the club too. Right. So it gives the, um, the president and the coach or the manager better players to look at as well. Oh, look, of course, you know, I've, uh, I know of times where, uh, where Maradona would would talk to to players around the world in big teams and say, you know, I want you to come yeah. to Napoli with me. Yeah, yeah. And so he, you know, he would these players start dictating who they want around them. You know, LeBron James, he starts dictating. You know, Michael Jordan, yeah. players of this ilk start dictating. You know, who they want around them to then go beyond and above the special talent they have, but you need trophies alongside that, you know, and medals. And, uh, you know, that's the legacy they leave, you know, because they're going to sell millions and millions of shirts and, and they're, they're idols to children. But, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's like Beckham once said to me, you know, we were walking around with Ronaldo Nazario and his, his private museum at his home in, in Madrid. And, you know, he had, I've never seen so many golden boots, you know, World Cup winners, boots, top scorer, best player, um, you know, 25 Sao Paulo titles, 25 Flamengo, you know. It's just every title to be won on the planet, Earth. Wow. Yeah, he's he'd won it, and, and a couple of them two, three times. Yeah, And, and David Beckham turned to me. And, you know, this is a guy that was England captain at the time and had won – yeah, FA Cups and English Premierships. He turned to me and he said, "I've won. I've won nothing." Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's an inspiration to him. But yeah, that's yeah. So you 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 want to, um, you know? I think at the end of the day, all, all these great players want to play with each other and, and yeah. want to play around with each other. You know, for example, Beckham. You know, I remember being, uh, you know, at the at the Camp Nou talking with Carlos Rexach, you know, really the possibility of, of David signing for for Barcelona. And it was a great meet, you know, and it was a VIP all, all around the football stadium. It was a, a wonderful day. But, you know, David had his mind set on playing with Ronaldo Nazario, with Zidane, with Roberto Carlos, with Figo, with Raul, uh, you know, and who wouldn't want to? 100%. You know, so, so, so there are occasions like that, but... Um, Look, the, the the classico Barcelona Barcelona are in big trouble because yeah. they they have a really really demanding fan base. You know, they're almost almost the Real Madrid and Barcelona scenario in Spain is almost like the Celtic Rangers scenario right. in Scotland, where demand success and success is the only thing. Second, second is is major failure. Like, like you've seen nothing like it before. It's major, major failure. So, is with with Xavi is is Xavi the the one to change it? Well, he's he's someone that 
knows the system they want to play. He's someone that has uh, uh, lived it. He I'll ask you this too, but he understands the pressure that the job comes with. Yeah, uh, and he's not a silly man. You know, he'll surround himself with fantastic lieutenants. Yeah, uh, that's the key. And do you think he he's of that ilk then to sign a big name? He's he's of the ilk that will attract big names. Yeah, um, because he knows football. He. Um, Do you think yeah. that's what Barcelona need now in their situation? They've got Xavi. Do they need? At, well, well, he was he was offered the you know, he was offered the job three months after he retired. Yeah, I know, yeah. So does he need a big yeah. signing now to to encapsulate the fan base again? Or is just Xavi signing for as as the gaffer at the moment enough to keep the fan base, I guess, happy? Look, sometimes, sometimes, you know, if you look at their squad, you know, 20, 30 players that, that they have, you know, and you're talking Pedri and all these kind of guys, um, yeah. you would think it's a – most of us would be really, really happy with that squad. Yeah. You now, coaching them. yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes we don't know uh, – you know, sometimes we we fail to know what's, what's occurring in the dressing room. Yeah. You know, what's uh, – you know, is is was Cumin uh, not well liked in the dressing room? Yeah, uh, was he unable to empower the boys because he was a club legend? But yeah, you know, sometimes foreigners foreigners within dressing rooms bring a different a, a different message, a, a, a different uh, you know a, a different vibe to the dressing room. And, and you know, he's Dutch. He was um, yeah, so, so that's what happens. You know, yeah. it, it, it maybe you know. Xavi uh, potentially will surround himself with, with good lieutenants. He is a Barcelona fan favourite, and I think he's done his homework, um, you know, and 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 done his kind of apprenticeship as such uh, in Qatar, and you know he he may think, you know, he's ready for it now. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, the timing is perfect. But back to your point about bringing in a, a, a big superstar. Do they have the money? Yeah, and and that's that was where I'd, I'd, I was leading to at the end. I, I'm not sure they do. You know, that's that's one big reason why they lost Messi. Yeah. Um, you know, Suarez went a few years ago too. I mean, Kuman's Kuman shot himself in, in the foot or the head or whatever you want to shoot yourself, wherever you want to shoot yourself. Um, you know, with the getting rid of Luis Suarez. Yes, I, I, it seemed like that was the downfall, right? It's yeah. A, you know, you. You look at players that that change teams, that influence teams, that worry opposition, just with the name on the team sheet. Yeah, that's one. And, and Luis Suarez is one. Yeah. You know, and you start you start taking that that type of player out of um, Barcelona, uh, Suarez, Messi, Neymar Junior. Yeah. You know, straight away um, visiting teams, teams that Barcelona visit. Uh, um, they nearly uh, start on the back foot. Yeah, they're they're less intimidated. Yeah, you know, if you haven't got those three up against you, you know, I'm thinking as a defender, happy days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's it makes makes life a lot a way a lot easier. Um, but they're a club that are a very big club, but they're a club in a, a, a mini crisis of yeah. some sort. You know, and. You know, Spanish football produces a lot, a lot, a lot of talent. 
Yes. And, um, you know, clubs like Barcelona, if they don't have the ability to pick out that one or two, you know, global, global superstars that make the difference, then you're, you're competing against teams like Seville, Bilbao, uh, you know, Valencia, yeah, all these all these wonderful football clubs that don't really ever get that um, superstar, you know, world coverage that Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid get, or even the big English sides. But let me tell you, there's some wonderful, wonderful talent there. And any game in Spain that you play home or away, Man, it's it's um, it's just a beautiful nation to watch a lot of beautiful special football. And 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 I think also now you you with Matty Ryan's performance for Real Sociedad's um in, in his last game, it got a lot of coverage over here in Australia again. And I know we haven't got anyone in the EPL and 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 Matty obviously second string at Real Sociedad, but you can see the change in the La Liga at the moment. You know, I, well, I, I certainly can anyway, you know, with the teams at the top. And I think Barcelona look, need that change already. Look, I, I think I think that's good for for football itself. You know, I, I think, um, you know, Real Sociedad, um, I have friends. And my friend, Julian Lopetegui, former Spanish international uh, manager of Spain, Real Madrid, he's at Sevilla now. Uh, you know, he's a product of, of Real Sociedad Academy. Um, yeah. Many great Spanish internationals come out of um, that Basque region, Athletic Bilbao as well. And for many, many years, they had a policy that, that no one even within, you know, without, that no one you know, that was, you know, not with within that region was allowed to play for them. So you could right. play, yeah, you, okay. couldn't, you couldn't play for them if you weren't a Basque. Yep. So it was just kids from that area, from that region. It's like saying, you can't play uh, for Sydney FC uh, unless you're from New South Wales. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, and and they had no choice but to produce their own talent. And I could sit here and rattle off, yeah, two hundred Spanish internationals of the highest highest quality that then went on to play for Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, you know, that were produced through these clubs. So, you know, Matty Ryan's gone into a, a, a wonderful club with, with an absolutely magnificent history and, and fans that, that uh, you know, working class fans that just love football and, and they'll love, they'll love Matty. You know, he's, you know, most Aussies fit in everywhere. Yeah. Well, but, he's, but, yeah, but he I certainly agree. would have warmed. He certainly would have warmed to the fans after his last performance. So, um, yeah, he, Matty, we congratulate you on that. Now, before we go, Bertrand, I just want to get a quick, a quick um, couple of sentences out of you around Manchester United. I know we've spoken about this a bit, and it's look. They beat Tottenham three 0 overnight. Um, is Ollie safe? I, I want to know that because he's had a lot of time. And obviously the 5-0 loss to Liverpool. And now there's big talk around Conte and all these other coaches. Is he hanging by a thread, Birch? Uh, it seems like, you know, coaches at these, you know, really big clubs now, it seems like they're uh, living on a knife's edge or, or hanging by a thread, you know, 
every week, doesn't it? It's... But I want to ask you this. Guardiola loses overnight 2-0 at home to Crystal Palace. There's no talk about him. No. You know? And I guess he's got the runs on the board. Is that why? No, I just think I just think Ollie's a bigger story. Okay. You know, Ollie and Pogba and Ronaldo and then, you know, so there's you're talking about five, six, seven players there. You're talking about a, a player himself that was a club legend uh, who's now um, gone into uh, to manage uh, one of the biggest clubs on the planet. You know, with with you know, he, he was in football. I think he managed a couple of you know lesser clubs, uh, but it's his his really first big big job. So it's something that uh, he can be questioned on whether he was ready for that big job. Yeah. Whereas Wardiola's had a couple of other, um, you know, Barcelona, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, um, you know, he, he's hard to knock on that one. But I just think it's for the media, and 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 I, I've lived in England. I've played in England. You know, after football, I've, I've I've seen what the media can do. You know, good and bad, yeah. and um, you know, it, it's a frenzy of, of of whatever they want and and whoever they want to put up on a pedestal and whoever yeah. they want to destroy, and it, it just seems that at the moment, uh, you know, the uh, I suppose Manchester United are, are paying for being uh, so good and excellent and and a beacon of world football for a long, long time and still are. And, and, and so, you know, whatever they do is news. You know, if they win, it's news. If they lose, you know, it's news and it comes with many other dynamics. And and the players they have, uh, you know, it's like the, the media pick up on something and, you know, whether it's Pogba, whether it's Ollie, whether it's Harry Maguire, whether it's, you know, you assemble a team of stars like that and you don't get results. Media love that. Yeah, it, it's just, and then the, there's, and then, there's so many yeah. angles to shoot them down. And then Pogba coming on at halftime and then being sent off. There's nearly a story in itself from the media over there. They're, they're, they're still talking about it today. Well, then, then they start, you know, asking, you know, does, does Ollie have a good handle on, on, you know, on the dressing room, yeah. you know, does, where's the discipline? I mean, that happens here at local level, yeah. at A-League level, you know, you get, if, if someone like, Pogba, a kid in Australia, did that at A-League level, you know, like the, the manager would go, well, what are you doing? You know, like, yes. um, and the media would go, is there a problem in the dressing room? And, and so, you know, but they've won overnight, 3-0. Yeah. So what what are the media saying now? And winning, and Birch, and you know this from being in dressing rooms, winning patches over every possible issue there is, right? If you're well, winning, the, there's no issues. As soon as you start losing... Exactly. The 3-0 the, the overnight, Ronaldo scores, you know, everything's, you know, boys get back on, you know, on the bus or, or train or plane, whatever it is, back to Manchester United. It's, it's, it was The game was away, wasn't it, at Tottenham? Yeah, it was at Tottenham, yeah. So it, it, it's happy days, you know. I'd be more I'd be more worried if I was Tottenham. I think it's the first game since maybe in 40 years that they haven't had a shot on goal or on target. They're in big trouble, Tottenham, big trouble. Like, seriously, how can you not have... Seriously, how can you not have one shot on goal? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, can someone at Tottenham Hotspurs Football Club tell me how you cannot have one shot on goal? You could actually do that just by kicking off and kicking straight to their goal. There's a shot on goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have one shot on goal. Yeah. 
I, I, I've said it at the start of the season. I wasn't I wasn't confident in what Tottenham were going to produce, and I, I, I I'm still not confident. It it's it beggars belief. It it, it um yeah again especially for a team like Tottenham too, Birch. You know, like to not register a shot on goal. What's another great club? Yeah. Another great club, and, and if I was a fan, I'd, I'd be upset too. You're telling me they, you know, what's the manager playing? Mm. What is he doing that that you your team can't create? You know, I, I just I maybe you got the game wrong. <laughs> maybe the game's you know it's a fraud. I, I have well, we've spoken about that before too. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 a big fraud, yeah. you know, and and I just feel. Um, you know, leave Ollie alone for a while. Yeah. Okay. Let him let him get on with his job and give him a year and and see what the table tells. The table will tell a story at the end of the year. Okay. If you're gonna for the newspapers in the UK, if you're gonna pop people, pop people like the manager of Tottenham. Tottenham, yeah, it's not because the right people. Yeah, because and, and look, I, I do agree. Look. They obviously lost five nil to Liverpool. It's a big story, right? Um, and but now, now the media should show him some sort of love after beating Tottenham three nil, right? So let, let let's see what the headlines are moving forward about the three nil win. You know, and 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 sometimes yes, things happen in football. Sometimes you know, remember West Germany? Did they beat Brazil seven nil in, in a World Cup final? Was it or seven seven nil? Was it or seven one? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Brazil isn't a shit football nation. <laughs> That's right. You one know, of those days. You know, one of those days it happens. It happens in all sports, you know, rugby league, you know, NFL, you know, whatever you want to, you know, whatever sport you want to, you know, talk about. You know, there are days that, that things just don't go right, you know. But, you know, I believe, you know, Ollie and, and that Manchester United side, you know, there's a, a, enough in there to be able to come back and and, and um, start producing good football and winning more games than they lose. The, pro- the problem you have for all these teams now on the planet, whether it's in England, whether it's in Spain, whether it's in Italy, um, you know, there's not one side that just totally dominates anymore. You've got three, yeah. four, five sides that all have money, are all backed by billionaires. And, uh, you know, that's... That's difficult and because all squads now too. Yeah, so. and 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 coming second and third is is deemed failure. Yeah, by billionaire owners who sometimes don't even have a clue about football, but want and, a trophy. Yeah, they want a trophy. So you know what? Yeah, I'm going to ignore your ten year playing career and, and your five year fantastic managerial career, but you've come third this year, so I'm going to sack you. Yeah, yeah, and and here's your cash on the way out. So yeah, like. yeah. So you know, is that good? You know, do, do some managers embrace that? You know, Jose's probably got 100 million euros in the bank from being sacked. <laughs> he just buys a house every time he gets sacked. Yes. Yeah, so, so so who's the clever one? Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah. You know, he's not only the special one, he's the clever one. Yeah, he's both. Yes. Now, Birch, thank you for today. We've got out, we had a real uh, a Spanish day. So we hope the listeners and, and the viewers got what we were talking about and understood how good Matty Ryan is going at Real Sociedad and what the La Liga is sort of from a person who's been there and done it in Andy Burnell himself. 
Um, so, Birch, thank you, mate. Um, Pleasure, mate. And we can't thank DS Tipping and Excavations enough for their support. So jump on to their social media and have a look at what Seva's doing. So, Seva, thank you, mate. Ignify Legal, Ian and the team, jump on their social media if you need any legal advice. Uh, Ian and the team are super people and they can help you out. And Sensor Studios and his team, Jeff and his team, behind what we do each week. If you need any live streaming videography, um, get them on social media. And Jeff, again, thank you, my man. We, we can't do this without you. And obviously, MG Active. Um, visit mgactive.com.au for your five-day free pass. And Monster Clothing, your place to go for some great quality all-year-round casual clothing based around some pretty epic builds. So, Birch, we can't do it without the help of those people. Um, you've had a big week, mate. So, and unfortunately, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, um, Dan Hooker lost this morning. We're filming on a Sunday, so we lost this morning. Yeah, it's, um, oh, look, uh, we as a family are very proud of him. Uh, you know, when you're fighting at those levels of the UFC, um, you know, it, it's like we've just, we've had, we've just had a show on it. You know, you, you, you're playing in the upper echelon of, of, like playing the upper echelon of, of the EPL, La Liga, Serie A, so, yeah, top five, six in, in the world. Um, you know, Dan's a wonderful fighter. Um, he came up against a guy today who's, you know, a master of, of the ground game. And, uh, you know, for us, you know, we're very proud, you know, uh, that he's fighting on those big stages. Um, he'll, um, he'll come back. You know, he, he's a real tough guy. He'll be disappointed because... He loves a scrap, you know, he's a yeah. Kiwi that loves a scrap. And it was kind of one of those ones where um, you got, you get caught in a, you know, with your arm where you don't want it to be. And, uh, you know, but the plus, you know, is that um, he, he comes out of it unscathed, you know, he, he's upset about it. Uh, I see he posted something up on his, my story. Um, it was, um, hello, darkness, my old friend, you've come to, visit me again so he but he's uh if, if there's one if there's one character trait that he has um that is almost superhuman it's resilience you yeah. know and, and, and he'll come back and uh he'll put on more shows and and, and uh you know it was one of those one of those days where um you know that's that game you're living on that that kind of knife's edge and there's something about abu dhabi dan um oh, <laughs> <laughs> We're right behind him here at the round ball, and mate, he probably needs to fight someone else other than Abu Dhabi, right? Oh, mate, he is like he'll be climbing up the walls right now. I reckon. I just wanting to fight you know, because it's, you know, that happens after a minute or two, and you kind of think, well, I wanted to fight for fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he'd rather have a great scrap and and you know, take I take a beating. Everywhere. Yeah, but you know what? From, from my daughter's point of view and my granddaughter's point of view, um, he came out of it disappointed, um, but not a scratch on not him scratch and, on and, him. and no head trauma. And, and, and um, you know, at the end of the day, that's the game and it's a dangerous game. And we're all very pleased that, you know, he, he comes out nice okay. and safe. Perfect. And Dan, mate, you're a, you're a genius and a legend, mate. So thank you. And Andy Burnell, I'll see you next week. Thank you, my man. Um, happy to be here again. Perfect. Thanks, everyone. Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah!